My name is Eric, and I'm very grateful for Be Broken Ministries. Jonathan, Stephen, years ago, I started listening to their Pure Sex radio broadcast, and it really started to transform my life. I was in the pits, and I was wanting to get out, and they were a big help. They also sent me a book as well as an autographed picture because I, came, I became such a big fan of them. And I'm very thankful for Be Broken Ministries, all the literature they provide. Through my recovery, they've also gotten me closer to my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which without Him, my recovery wouldn't be possible. Thanks, Eric, for such kind words. You know, we love having listeners like you. And if you're a regular listener on this podcast and would like to send in your 20 to 30 second audio testimonial, you can simply send the file to psr at bebroken.org. We truly believe we're better together, and thanks for listening. Well, good day, listeners. I am Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to share with you a really exciting opportunity that we have this summer. From now until August 31st, when you give to our ministry, your gift will be doubled. That's right. We have an amazing champion who's offered a $75,000 matching gift through the end of the summer. So if you'd like to join us in reaching and serving more people, double your gift now at bebroken.org slash donate. Again, that link is bebroken.org slash donate. And thank you for your partnership in helping men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ. Now about today's episode. There's a paraphrase of a Socrates saying that goes like this, a life unexamined is only half lived. You know, we talk all the time in our ministry and on this podcast about men needing to get on a growth mission, especially as it pertains to emotional growth. So in today's episode, Stephen and I get passionate about helping men grasp why it is important to understand yourself and how to learn yourself in a way that leads to greater peace, joy, and love. So if you feel stuck or confused about how you fit into God's great design and plan, you're going to be encouraged by this episode. You are greatly loved and have a great purpose. For more resources to help you get on a growth mission, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And remember, please rate and review the podcast after listening so this helps other people to find it. Now let's dive into today's conversation on self-examination. All right there, Stephen Cervantes. How are you doing today? Hey, back again. More fun, more training, more growth. We never know where these programs go, but God always shows up and good happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. And this one I think is could be uh, a little fascinating because I think, uh, you know, we're always talking on this program. We're talking in our ministries and stuff about how um, when it comes to, to, to men, especially, we're trying to get them on a growth mission, right? Yes. And usually what we mean by that is the emotional growth, like really being able to go on a mission of, of growing in your emotional, spiritual growth and all that. Um, and part of that is there's a sense in which there's a self-awareness, a self-learning yes. that has to happen, right? Cause yes. how, how can I grow? How can I personally grow? If I don't have clarity on like where I'm starting from, right? If I say I want to go to, you know, think about it, think of like giving directions. Okay, I want to go to Paris, France. Well, 
if I don't actually have a clear starting point, there's no travel agency in the world. There's no travel website in the world that can map my journey to Paris unless I have a starting place. Yes. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about here, right? Is how do you really learn you? How do you understand yourself? And first of all, is it okay? First of all, why is that important? Why is that even important? Why is it important? And is it okay to learn me? Yeah. You know, why do I need to learn me? You know, there's some things that haven't made sense. I hope people out there listening can relate. Some things in church don't make sense. <laughs> now, this is a crummy example, and this is a statement about me, okay? Jesus loved the whole world. It's like, that sounds to me like he loves the world, the trees, the dirt, the ponds, the ocean. Jesus loves the world, the whole world. He made the world. For, for a real logical guy who's very auditory, that does not connect with me. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves me. Makes mm-hmm. sense. He loves the world. Well, he made the world. I hope he loves the world. He made it. What the heck? Why are you telling me he loves the world? He made it. He should love it. But, but there's something about me that uh, is unique and if I'm made by him, for him, it seems like I'm important to him. Yeah. Now, the other thing that never made sense was joy. Jesus, others, and then yourself. Right. It's like, I'm a pleaser, okay? I take care of others all the time. Bo, Jesus first, and then others, and I'm last on the list again? Huh? How about Jesus and me? And then we serve others. Yeah. Can we change that around? And the summer camp song, Jesus, others, and yourself. No, I live in this body, me. Yeah. And I want to meet Jesus. And there's a difference between, okay, serve others. Okay, give me another chore. I'm worthless. I'll do it for others. With others. Who's taking care of me? Yeah. And I would say one of the things that I like to say is that, you know, when Jesus said all the law and the prophets hinge on love your neighbor as yourself. I love that. Yes. We always leave off that as yourself part. And that's exactly what you're talking about. How can I actually love others well if I am denigrating myself, if I'm beating myself up, if I'm shaming myself, if I'm not actually taking care of myself, I don't have anything to offer to others. So I actually think you're way more biblically accurate when you say, hey, Jesus and me, and then we go serve others. Yeah. Like there has to be that sense of, and you know what? We hate to say that because, oh my goodness, somebody's going to, (laughs) somebody's going to say, you're a self-centered person. You're selfish. And it's like self-care Yes. And self-awareness is not the same as selfish. No, and I think it's very important right. to make the distinction. Well, and even the, you must die to live. Okay. Am I supposed to lay down and die? I don't know how to die and live. Okay. It's messing with my head, people. I don't know how to die. And he came so I could die? Is that No, no. He, he came to set me free. So that the old program inside could die. Mm-hmm. So I could pick up the new program. It's not me physically die, get in the ground. Right. He came to set us free from old, from sin, which is broken emotional program. So we could live free. Mm-hmm. We could live incredibly powerfully free because he set us free. And the old program died. 
So the new one that scripted by him, not the one I wrote. Right. As a kid who's confused, I'm trying to figure out life. Do you understand most of us are living on a program we set up when we were eight years old? Mm. Okay, we're 50, 40, 60 years old, and our program, if you didn't address it, is eight, you're an eight-year-old emotionally inside a 50-year-old body. Right. And he says, no, that program is not, was, it was designed for 8, 10, 12. Okay, maybe you stretch it to 20, but go get married and you have an 8-year-old program right, yeah. and you have another person and we're trying to grow. It's like, this program is about learn your program. Learn me. Mm. Right? So I, do you understand the greatest thing I can offer God is me. You yeah. know what God wants? Me. Yeah. He doesn't want anything else. He just wants me. It's just like your kids, right? Yeah. They go, Dad, I got this from you. Man, I'm glad to see you, son. I haven't seen you. I don't care what problem right, you're going right. to work on. I'm glad to see you. And that's what he wants. He wants to come into our presence and love on us such that mm. all the other stuff is little stuff. Yeah. I love the image that God is love. He's just love. And whatever your mess is, you show up, he's going to love you. Mm. Because he wants to set you free and he realized we're human on this planet. We picked up bad programming from imperfect people. And he wants to live like nobody else on the planet knows how to live. The Jesus people get to live like nobody else. All the big questions you have in your soul are answered by God. That's what I love about my faith is Mm -hmm. that there isn't a question that doesn't get answered by the confused boy who's trying to figure out life. You know, as you were saying that about how he wants he wants you, it made me think of uh, uh, we've been watching the third season of The Chosen. Okay. And in the fourth episode, oh my goodness, it's such a powerful scene where uh, the woman with the issue of blood uh, bleeding touches the tassels on Jesus' garment. And then, of course, he's like, whoever touched me, come forward or whatever. She says it was me. And, and she won't even look up. Uh, she won't even look up. And uh, I'm wow, gonna get emotional. So I'm getting emotional because you're getting <laughs> Cause he emotional. Because he says he says to her, he says, "Daughter," Ugh. and she's like, "I'm no one's daughter. I don't belong to anybody." Mm. And he tells her, "Look up," and then basically takes her hand, her head in his hands, and he says, "I'm glad we found each other." Wow. And so he just, I mean, it's powerful. It's like what Ugh. you're talking about. Here's this woman who suffered for 12 years. I mean, she is, Ugh. and and he in that scene he talks about how. It's, got to, it's, it's had to have been very hard for you and all this. But he he, he meets her. Mm. He, he tells her who her identity is. Yes. And, he, and it's like he has literally been touched by everybody that's around him. And he says, but who touched me? Yeah. And there was a connection he was going to make with her that it's like, hey, there's a lot of people around me. But right now, my focus is on you. That's right. Like I've got this personal powerful thing i want to do in your life and it's connected by faith and so i just that scene came to my mind That's as you're beautiful. talking about like hey i don't know what this means to die to self and all that, but i know that god wants me like he wants a relationship <laughs> with me he knows me and the woman at the well i love that picture yeah. where she comes in it's just him and they have this conversation and she answers asks a bunch of questions he answers and she just goes away a new woman. He transformed her soul. Mm-hmm. Whatever had happened in her story, whatever was done. And see, so we're taught, okay, just love God. Look up at God. Uh, lift up God. It's all about God. 
And it's like, it is, but then I have a little addiction on the side to supplement because, you know, looking up and cranking your head and always being about something spiritual when you're flesh, yeah. it's like hard work. Mm-hmm. So I'll just use a little addiction on the side. I'll drink, I'll drug, I'll use, I'll pour, whatever. Because spiritually heavy, this thing I have to carry is heavy versus, hey, I got some stuff inside. Could could you help me with this? Could you be the God of my insides? Mm-hmm. Right, Because if you come inside me and change me, then I want to be with you all the time. I won't need my addiction. Well, I'll think just about, enjoy you. Think about that, that woman with the blood when he healed her and said, daughter, and said, you know, go in peace. He was saying, I want you to know something about yourself that previous to this point, you have not thought of yourself oh, in that way. That's good. Your thought, I'm abandoned by everybody. Nobody wants me. I don't belong yeah. to anybody. And he yeah. says, no, you're my daughter. Yeah. And it's like, that's part of learning ourselves, right? Absolutely. Saying, there's brokenness, right? There's yeah. sin. There's false beliefs about ourselves. But then we got to bring in this, this truth that says, wait a second. I have an identity as being made in the image of God that has to reform everything else. That's yes, been but part I of love that. what you're saying because I've been getting closer and closer to this thought, and I'm going to try it out right now because I really think the pain in her soul is woven into a question. And the boy has a question that if the man and the father don't answer, that question will take you to the grave. Think about what you just said. This woman said, I don't know where I belong. Mm. That was the question. And you hear he answered the question. You belong with me. You're mine. Mm. We're a team. I'm glad we found each other. And so, so how does that strike you? Do you think you've had a question? Because I think I've had a question. And if we don't use the gospel and the Holy Spirit to answer the question, we die with our question. Yeah. What do you think? Absolutely. And I think that major question is, where do I belong? Right? Where is my place? You know, um, again, I've, I've mentioned it in multiple podcasts. You know, I was an athlete. And so there is something that is powerful mm. about being on a team. Yes. Like you are part of a little, yeah. a little tribe. Right. Yes. And it's like you got your brother's back and it's like, you know, and you know your role on that team. There's a sense of clarity when you have a place to belong. If you don't have a tribe, if you don't have a a team, if you don't have a place where you feel like this is this is my people, so to speak, and this is where I fit in. It's it's terrible. It's 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 uh, that's good. Heavy. But now I know I'm confused. I didn't play sports. If I'd have been on a team, I could have been somebody. It's you just know? an analogy. No, but it's a beautiful one because it applies to church. It applies right, to family. Yeah. It applies to your marriage. But see, I think there's five or six questions. Am I good enough? Do I matter? Mm. Am I valued? Where do I belong? Everybody has a question. Yeah. Now, the topic today is learning yourself. And why do you have to learn yourself? Well, somebody had a quote that goes something like this. A life unexamined is only half lived. Mm. You can eat and sleep and drink and work a job and retire and die. Okay. But if you examine your life and what we're talking about, there's a question in your soul. There's shame in your soul. There's guilt in your soul. There's heaviness you carry that the father wants to transform. He wants it to die so you can live. 
It's that stuff right there. Um, but you have to learn you, and you have to be willing to go inside you, and you have to realize everybody has a question. Mm. Everybody has pain. Everybody has some fear that drives them, right? When we talk about the emotional growth system, there's only five or six pieces that if you clean them up, you live great. You don't have to learn everything about every emotion. I was listening to a speaker. He said, we can't even define emotions. We, the experts on emotions, can't define emotions. And we can't figure out how many emotions there are. Right. Some people say there's five and some people say almost 200 emotions. I mean, even the experts can't figure out emotions. That's why we're, we only talk about five or six. Shame, guilt, fear, fear. Yeah. And now we're adding the question. Because we're learning as you are learning. And we're sharing it right with you. Do you understand? You're not going to hear this stuff on this planet by anybody else. Do you understand the power of this program? It's for you to set you free. Mm-hmm. And he gave it to us so we could give it to you. So... So that's what, when you hear us repeat ourselves, growth mission, work on the pieces, practice the skills, stay right in that sweet spot that has the potential to change everything. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to know everything, but you have to learn yourself well enough to know this is where I break down. This is where I stumble. This is where I get scared and I disengage versus engage. And I think part of answering that question, you know, why do I need to go on this mission of learning me is, you know, in a previous podcast, we talked about um, the need for connection. Like we are made by God in his image to be connected. We're made for community and relationship. So, Stephen, how well would you connect with anyone else if you have very little self-knowledge? Of yourself, like if you don't really know yourself, right, and know that I'm broken. What's the quality of the connection that you think you can have right. with well, somebody else? Well, we can else? talk about sports and weather and Netflix and whatever the latest trend is in politics, and we can talk on the surface, yeah, but we can't connect very well, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you sit with people that say a lot of things. You know, I, I sit with guys that are like sportsmen and fishermen. I mean, they will roll one story to like they'll talk for two hours. And I feel like I know nothing about them. Right, yeah. Because they didn't talk about, I got scared, I got tired, I have a need, I'm hurting, I'm stuck. They don't say things about themselves. They tell stories. And so you have to, we have to come from the framework that everybody got messed up. Right. And everybody is trying to get cleaned up and and learn this principle that God gave us the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, guide, right? Our counselor, our leader, our teacher to help us move this material. But we have to see it and we have to say it first, Mm -hmm. right? And you have to say you have some and I have to say, and then we can, we can form a deep bond. Oh, you get scared. Oh, I get scared. Oh, you break down. I break. You get tired. I get tired. You want to quit. I want to quit. You get lonely. I get lonely. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I actually think this, this may be one of those sort of radical uh, statements that people you know, may push back on. I actually think what we're talking about here has the potential for eliminating, completely decimating all barriers that exist between people. Racism, uh. all kinds of stuff. Because here's the thing. Um, okay, you and I are of a different ethnic group, right? Right. But guess what? 
if we are getting down, if we know ourselves, if we are getting down to the core of who we are and we are sharing at that level, does that not begin to cause us to realize we're far more alike than we are different? That's right. That's right. The more we know ourselves, the more, more we know kind of the human condition, the 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 human needs that we have. And and remember, it's not we're not so disconnected, you know. No, and we got trained as children, and we wrote part of the program ourselves, right? And we learned some some strengths from the the goodness of our mothers and fathers. And we brought in some weakness from the weakness of our mothers and fathers. Mm -hmm. And that's the program we run. Yeah. And it's like God said, I'd, I'll, let's get it right before you die. That's what I want to gift you with. Mm -hmm. The truth that sets you free versus what you came up with at age, age eight and your dad and mom and their brokenness and the complication of their relationship. That was your training model. We're not blaming but we say, we're not going to blame and shame, but we're going to be honest about right, our parents. Right. We're going to be honest, and we're going to honor them, but we're going to be honest, right? If we know their weaknesses, then we know our training weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So we have to know where we came from. We have to understand we were kids, and we formulated the program, and we have some fears. We have some unanswered questions. We picked up bad behaviors that don't really work. And if we look inside and learn ourselves, then the beauty is then we know where to invite God into ourselves. Right. The other model is look up, look up. You're nothing, you're nothing. Look up, look up. It's all about him. He doesn't care about you. It's about him. Just be spiritual, be spiritual. It's him. It's like, why'd you make me? Right. You know, why didn't you just make a little robot that sang praises you all day? That's what you wanted. But no, he wanted for me to talk to him about me on the inside so he could meet me on the inside mm -hmm. and he could change me in a way I could not change myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is really good. And I think, um, uh, well, I think about how this applies to all of our relationships. I mean, we've been, we talk a lot about marriage, right? Yes. But I think this is something where it's like, man, the more I understand this, this this applies to every single relationship, including my relationship with God. And, you know, I think when I used the the map illustration earlier, you got to know where you're starting from to get to mm -hmm. where you're going. I think to kind of overlay that on what you're saying about when I start understanding where I'm broken, I also then understand where the power and grace of God starts to apply in those areas. Yeah. It's like it's like we need these reference points. And that's why I think it's so important that we go on a journey of learning ourselves. You mentioned a lot of things about history and childhood and brokenness and modeling and all this kind of stuff. And and so many times I think the reason that a lot of Christians especially are really fearful or even just kind of they stiff arm this idea of learning themselves. One, they think it's selfish, which is not. They think any focus on the self is wrong. Uh, but the other thing too is I think – they they also sometimes can over-spiritualize like what you're talking about, this disconnect between my creatureliness and the creator to the point where it's like if I were to open myself up with mm -hmm. my brokenness, oh my goodness, a, a holy, righteous God, just, you know, they, they focus on the, the sense of like, you know, God says in his word that your righteous deeds are like filthy rags to him. And it's as if somehow God is saying, 
I'm trying to tell you my holiness because I don't want to have any kind of relationship with you. It's like he's telling us his holiness because he wants us to see how deeply we need him. Like how much we actually need him to be our savior, him to be our Lord. And so there's a sense in which I have to know these things so that I know what to confess also. Like where do I need to open myself up? Because I need the salvation and the power and the grace of God right in there, that area of my life. In that struggle, right yeah. there. And you bring it to him. If you don't see it, if you don't know it, you're not going to talk about it. Or if I'm ignoring it, it and That's hiding right. it. That, and right. You're gonna, it's going to live in your soul and torment you. One of the things that I share in the workshop about going going deeper with, with God is um, I have this question, and it's it's posed in the idea of do you want freedom? But it's saying, are you willing to let God see you as you really are, no longer hiding or fancying up your out-of-control behaviors? Now, here's the thing. I tell guys all the time, that's an emotional question. Because does not God see everything? Of course he does. But how many times do we live our lives in a way that says, I don't want to actually share that with God? Mm. I don't want... Now, God sees it, but you know what God doesn't do? He doesn't crush the door to your heart. He doesn't yeah. beat down the door and say, I'm going to rush in here and I'm going to grab that without you offering it to me. He's saying, no, you have to open that door. You have to be the one. I see it. I'm, I'm just waiting on you. Do you want mm-hmm. me to come in there? Do you want me to help you with that? Do you want me to meet you in that place? Do you want me to, like the lady who touched me, say, you're my child, you know, yes. you belong with me? Yes. You've got to offer. You've got to open yourself up to that. So one of the statements that I made that I repeat, and um, it, it sort of summarizes people in a very simple way, um, and it goes like this. We are repetitive, we are predictable, and we are noble. Mm. Repetitive, predictable, and noble. And wouldn't you say that's true of you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, do I want to learn a new place to eat or do I want to go I'm to my I'm very predictable. Ask my wife. I'm very predictable. <laughs> so we're repetitive, we're predictable, and we're knowable. And, I mean, it's about all kinds of stuff. Would you rather be in the city or in the country, right? Right. Oh, Would yeah. you have to sit on your couch or do you want to go for a walk? I mean, do you want to ride a bike? You know, it doesn't take too long to watch somebody and you can see. We're very repetitive, we're very predictable, we're very knowable. And if that's true, then we can learn, we can press into ourselves and mm-hmm. say, I wonder why I get angry so much, or why do I call myself such terrible names? So I, if you could ask a question yeah. of some of your behaviors, you could start to move them. Mm-hmm. Because by asking them and saying them out loud, you're actually talking to heaven. Right. I mean, I'm talking out loud who to myself, to my God and me and the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm, I'm using my language and I'm verbalizing it to bring it to the light so I can use my eyes and ears to see this thing. And I'm asking and I'm always talking to God. Right. So so either you don't want to know you, you want to stay stuck and die. Or are you going to start asking yourself, I wonder when I'm alone, how come? I'm not very good alone. Yeah, yeah. Do I not like me when I'm alone? Because I do dumb things alone, in the alone place. I wonder what happens to me in the alone place. Because that's where a lot of guys get taken out. It's them with them and God. And somehow, that's overwhelmingly fearful. Right. Yeah, you know, and one thing I want to say, too, on, on that idea of talking some of these things out, 
self-talk is biblical, okay? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you look in the Psalms and David would say, my soul, my soul, why are you so downcast with him? Well, that's self-talk. He's talking to yeah. he's talking to himself in the presence of God. And so I think that's another tool that we can use to learn ourselves yes. is just ask ask those questions of like, you know, why is my soul down? Why, why when these things happen, do I feel so crushed? Or why, why do I struggle to step and out in other areas? you must say them out loud because they yeah. live quietly in the back of your head. Right. But when you bring them out into the light and you verbalize, that changes things. Yeah. Keep yeah, going, that's good. Keep going. Anything else? No, that's or? what I wanted to say on that. So if I learn me and I realize there's a template to me, then that template is the template I use on you. Mm. Oh, I get scared. Oh, you get scared. Oh, I get lonely. Oh, you get lonely. Oh, you want people to, I want people to love me. You want people to love you. Okay. You weren't loved well growing up. No, sometimes I was left alone too much. Oh, what scared you? Oh, this scared me. Do you understand? If we can build a template that we're damaged people on growth mission, learning and using language and we're only talking about five, maybe 10 areas. That's it. We're not talking mm-hmm. about every aspect. Yeah. Because we talk about traumas. We talk about fears. We talk about negative self-talk, shame. You know, we talk about these topics. And the more we learn ourselves, the more we can engage another person. And what's happening in group when you go to a group? I'm sitting there. I'm listening to you tell your story. And you know what happens? Oh, my goodness, I've had that thought, but I never right. said it. He just said it. Oh, I experienced that problem, but I thought I thought I had to do what I did. He didn't do what I did. He did something different. Maybe I could change. Now, right. I'm learning me by sitting with you mm-hmm. in group with a bunch of men. Yeah. I'm learning me, right? I got to live with me. The more I know and- me the better I live with me. And you know what? I would almost make the argument, just because this is my own experience and I've seen it happen to hundreds of men, is that you can only learn yourself best in community. That's right. In other words, I hope as we wrap up this this podcast episode, I hope what you're not hearing is, how do I go isolate myself off by myself to learn me? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are aspects in terms of like what we're talking about, talking to God and these kind of things and maybe some self-assessment. But guess yeah. what? You really learn yourself in a lot of what you're talking about, kind of that reflective aspect of community that I didn't know myself nearly as well as I do now when I wasn't in community. And I've been in community now for 20 plus years. And it's like, my goodness, you want to talk about just both your strengths and your weaknesses being exposed more fully, right. get into a group. Well, and your wife will show up in your marriage with a mirror right. and say, hey, well, you want to see you? I see you. Why don't you see you? Right. I'm here to show you you. You can work on you and you can show me me so I can work on me and we can connect deeply with our God in the deepest part of our souls. Yeah. And the other thing I love is that we're in a time when there's so much chaos and confusion and the the church has the answers in that, Everybody wants rest for their soul. They want the deep questions answered. And sometimes we're scared, and so we preach the gospel, but we don't preach the gospel's transformation. Right, right. Come here. If you want transformation, it really does work. It is possible. You've gone everywhere. You've tried every vice. You've gone everywhere. You've entertained yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But But the gospel... 
is the answer when it comes to transformation. Absolutely. That's good. Well, we are here for you to take your next best step on your journey. So whatever that may be, we want to help you with that. So we'd love it if you'd reach out to us. And we're always grateful that you join us on these episodes. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.